It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Got rain. Oh man, we finally got a little rain, man. That's the yeah, only bro. thing that can cool down them Guardians' backs. Hey, nothing let's go. Down. They got <laughs> ten hits in six straight games. Man, don't look now. Uh oh, <laughs> Jay might got that Kool Aid. Here they somebody, come. Somebody asked me over the weekend, "Are you a Guardians fan now?" Because you work on the show. I'm like, they forced me to. So by default, go Guardians. I mean, you might as well. Be. Might as well be. I got. I should have wore my still jersey. Love your Dodgers. Yeah, but I still love. You know, I got you. You need an American League team and a National League team. I got you. A lot of baseball people do that. I know. A lot gives them them interest in both leagues. Okay. Yeah. Go Guardians. Well, hey, be a nice World Series, wouldn't it? Oh, listen. As long as Shane Beaver's pitching for for Cleveland and not LA, I might fly out here and come do a pregame show or something. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? You might be playing football here for the Browns. Who knows? Who knows? You know, I love when you do positive manifest. Manifestation. I, Think I, it I hope into so. reality. Yes, sir. How did your game go yesterday? We it won. was a big game. You big, needed to yeah. win. It was win or go home, or this will be your last time seeing me on the show. <laughs> and we won. So wow. uh, we you have lived to fight another week. You lived what to was fight the final score? Day, um, 19 to 7. Woo! Dominate Our defense, defense had dominated. The whole yeah, crew four, went right. I mean, I know tur- I couldn't have the game. You couldn't. You were working. How'd it go? Woo! It was us. It was about 13 of us. Jason brought his kids. Sun's out, guns out Bull there. <laughs> it was no, it was hot. It was hot on you Saturday. You need some sauce with those noodles, bro. Hey, listen. Hey. McNuggets, I was so shocked. He came down to the front row to let me know he was here. I seen him in a tech. Like, that's McNuggets? That's, listen, he, sun's, sun's, out, sun's out, guns out. Guns out, baby. He was rocking. <laughs> he got a whole halter top on. That is hey, <laughs> as much time as he spends in the gym. Looked, Show him off, baby. I got to get tan, man. Flaunt him. He had hey, a sports bra. He, he, he had a long sports bra on. He dog. had a sports bra. He was like, give me the extra XLT sports bra. Yeah, the right, Bertha. How, how did it go? How did, how did the trip go? How did the, it was like a, like a road trip. Yeah, so we all went down separately. I will say the USFL, awesome uh, event. The event was all, parking was chaotic. Boogie, just be lucky that you guys don't have to park. Oh, was with, it? Yeah, every one of us parked in a different place. Wow. We all tried to tell each other where we parked. No one could figure out where we parked. Uh, it was chaotic on the parking side. But overall, it was a blast. Dollar hot dogs and sodas the entire Whoa. game. Offense, eh, optional. But that's because <laughs> Boogie and his Pittsburgh Maulers defense, what you have, five interceptions? Uh, I think we have four, four interceptions. Four interceptions. Jeez. They completely... Because you were putting heat on the quarterback. Yeah, our whole D-line just had an amazing game, and our DBs are flying around. Uh, nice. Just a complete dominant defensive performance. And we'll yeah, it, was fun we'll to, it was fun to watch. Boogie, I do got to call you out on two things, though. Uh-oh. One, on that first interception, your whole team went down to celebrate in the end zone. And it was like 85 degrees, and I know Boogie's laughing. Boogie was doing the uh, 
let's give him the 10% trot. And by the time they were done really? celebrating, he I happened saw. to be right at the spot in the Number bench two. where Boogie wanted to sit down. So he did, not, <laughs> he did not make it down to the end zone with his teammates the first time. The other three he did, though, to his credit. I tried to make it down, and I'm like, man, they gone. I'm not finna waste my energy. <laughs> I'm not finna waste my energy. I'm trotting. I see them all in the camera already going crazy. I'm like, I'll catch y'all on the next one, man. I'm going to the bench. Was it a long run? Like, was it a midfield or something? Uh, yeah, it was like a 60-yard run. A 60-yard. Okay. I think it would have been closer to go to the other end zone. I might have made, <laughs> made the trip if they would have went backwards, but yeah. they ran to that one, and I was hey, like, you got to conserve your energy. Yeah. Early in the game, you don't want to exhaust yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sleep. And I planned on us getting a lot of turnovers, so that's a lot of trips on this 300-pound okay. body. Very Two good. more things. One, secondly, Boogie got interviewed live during the game by the Fox, Fox broadcast. Wow, Boogie, nice. I don't know if you could see us, but we were trying to get in the background of the shot. We were didn't, you really? We didn't, yeah, it didn't work. We couldn't get in the background of the shot. How'd the interview tried. go? It went amazing, and Brock, he also loves you. Who's Brock, that? Uh, Brock Heward or how, Heward, I think. Oh, is that? So yeah. you were talking with Brock? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I worked uh, with Brock. He's a good dude, man. Yeah, he, amazing. Yeah. He told me to tell you what's up. I'm glad yeah. you, I'm glad he did. If you see him again, give him yeah. my peace. Yeah. And, and crazy, last but that, not least. Ain't that crazy? Brock Heward, I remember him playing quarterback. He was college, a good quarterback yeah. in college. Yeah. I think he went, he went to, Washington. to Washington, right? Yeah. I, that's crazy how Tom And lied. his son's a five-star recruit. Crazy. At quarterback. Oh, is he really? really? Yeah. Good for him. Brock's a good dude. He knows the game, man. He's one of those guys that even though he didn't have like this all pro amazing career. Yeah. He was always a student of the game mm-hmm. and he always did well in segments, breaking down plays and he's, you know, does a great he, job. He now. found his lane, you know, and it ain't yeah. no traffic in your lane. So that's exactly yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And one last thing from the game, Steve, take tag board full play the video boogie. Walk us through this. Your first career rush in professional football. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Watch this. This is crazy. You- Oh, you got You're a two-way player? Run, run, it, run it back, run it back. We, we. It, it, it's on loop. It'll play in okay. one sec. You're a two-way player? And you got to dance off before that. He's the victory <laughs> formation quarterback. Are this you really? Is, yeah. Hey, that's fire. Yeah. I don't understand how you got that off. That is a dream of mine. Oh, yeah, I don't. This is crazy. A lot of politicking, but hey. Oh, oh God, this is crazy. Awesome. <laughs> Blue 80. You know what? That's, Blue I mean, 80. It's, not, it's not risky there because you've got a two-touchdown lead, but... You wouldn't want to do that with a less than a touchdown lead. Oh, I go out there whenever we do victory. That's that's blue. My coach, trust me, blue eighty, blue eighty, ready, set. Give me, wait, hold on, hold on. I want your real, true. We're in the game. Everybody has a quarterback voice. Yeah. Let's hear your quarterback voice. Do you do do you hush the crowd because they were going nuts? No, I'm checking. I'm checking. Everybody say here we go. Blue eighty, blue eighty, set. Wide eighty. What is a hit? Nice. Yeah, yeah. I like the punch. I like the yeah. punch. That's good. Yeah. You know, you got to get like, you got to turn into uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Well, I don't want my offensive lineman to jump offside. Right. Well, now we have a, pro- now we have a problem. That's, That's a Kate. hard two, three go. Yeah. That is a, that, that, that cadence is kind of hard right there because here's the thing. I would have jumped a little bit. I'm yeah. like, bro. This, yeah, that was, I yeah. thought that was a fire. I was like, dude. But also, I don't want the defense to get mad and fire off the ball and hit the center. Usually yeah, because when you're taking a, usually when you're taking a knee, the other team has conceded defeat. That's true. Right, and right. We, so I don't want to do too much up there. So that. wait, your rushing stats, you probably have yeah, like I, eight no, rushes for minus eight yards. No, I have one rush for minus two yards. So I'm a negative rusher right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've politicked to be the, the kneel down quarterback. Yeah, now I'm working on getting me a running Play. Why don't they put a on package in for you at the goal line? Don't worry, it might be. In. Hold on. Have you ever off. done that? Yeah, I scored, a, I scored a touchdown at San Jose State. Oh, I ran you the did? ball. Yeah, I wish. I got the. You got the video of the Nuggets. I gotta uh, send it to you, man. So I, you're kind of like a modern day fringe. Yeah, um, I gotta send you that clip of me running the ball at San Jose State and scoring. Oh, I'll find it. I think yeah. we had it at some point. I'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh. Can you Look. catch the ball? Can they put you in as a tight end? So that one week we ran the ball. 
the next week it was that same formation, but I was supposed to fake block the DN. We left them unblocked and go to the flat, but they chopped me. Oh, they caught you before you got there. No, I tried to well, fake block and he just chopped me and then uh Titan was wide open, so he was a secondary read and oh, they just threw it to it. him. So. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So one carry minus two yards. One carry minus two yards, yeah. You know what? You have fewer rushing yards than G and I combined. Yeah, man. And me. Yeah. And Earl. And Earl. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. But it's a good stat to have though. But but <laughs> I'll take that stat anyway. It is. You make I'll the take box that score. stat But you hey, you got to take the stat, bro. Hey, yeah, ain't nobody lot, under yeah. center. Hey, I ain't never read a cadence. The only cadence I heard was Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think next time you could do that, you should mix in Omaha because the Fox yep. crew would go nuts. nuts. They go crazy. They would go nuts. I'll do it for you this week. I plan on us winning. Okay. Yeah. Hey, they so when you go get in that victory yeah. formation, when you come set. So what, what do you want to have? What you want me to say? I'll say the exact cadence. Let me hear it. Ready, Omaha! Oh, oh. To that's it. <laughs> Straight, you know, nothing confusing, uh, but you get the Omaha. Let the Omaha linger a little. Okay. Omaha. Ready, Omaha. You want two Omahas Omaha, or one? Give me double Omaha. Yeah, double. Look, it sounds like. And then, and then Sunday. you know what? Just to make it look good, stand up like you're looking at the defense. <laughs> you know, I want you to really relish in this moment. Stand up, survey the defense. Oh my lord! And you then come what? right under and give a quick cut. Because the last one went fast. I need to live in a moment. Live you, in the I moment. need to have fun with it. Yeah, you need to let that highlight breathe. I was so nervous. Like, bro, I'm really finna bro, take a snap. you do like, that, it's viral. Yeah. You, yeah. Um, it's it's viral because someone will, someone will at Peyton Manning. Yeah. I don't, he probably doesn't even have Twitter. Yeah. But Trust you know what me. could happen from that? I'll tell you what could happen. Will Adam. He <laughs> could end up being a guest on the Manning cast for Monday Night Football for right. one of the quarters of the games. Right. That's crazy. They could say, hey, you know what? Maybe yeah. you saw this. Maybe you didn't. But. Boogie Roberts, when he was yeah. in the victory formation, listen to his call. They would love that. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. you, we, what you need to do, you need to go to the internet. You need to type in that Omaha Paint Manning. Just get it and, down. And just go ahead, get just you're an actor. You already know how to do it. You get that down. That would go nuts. It I would go bananas. It might be on Sports Center. My head is spinning right now. Oh my God! I yeah. We gotta get. We gotta get in victory. Now you gotta win. Yeah, but I really think if he comes, if he, if he gives the Omaha under center, so, and looks so, around, and then Omaha, Omaha, up, stand up, and check, he's looking check, at check, the check, defense, yeah. and he's maybe pointing a little yeah. bit, pointing a little bit, and it's over, and then just come down and take the knee. Gotcha. That's viral. And we Big practice time. it every Friday, so my O-line will be on the same accord. So okay, we, good. Yeah. Let them know. Yeah. Let them mm-hmm. know what's up. That's going to be fun. The game was fun. It's key because you guys now win next week. You got the Generals? Yeah, we play the Generals, so b- both teams in the Canton Hub. I'm expecting a crazy atmosphere. It's a win-and-end situation. Are Basically, you guys the playoffs. with them because you're all all here in Canton? Or no? for, for the most part, every week besides this week. Yeah. It's like a, bro- uh, like a brotherhood, you get sure. what I'm saying? But, um, but not now. Not now. You know, they're enemies this week, and I, I really don't like them. So now, you've won. beaten them. No, we haven't. Oh, I thought you beat them this no, year. No, they beat us. Ooh, what was yeah. the score? 20 to 3. It was 3 to 6 with 10 minutes in the fourth quarter. So it was a defensive battle. Okay. Yeah, okay. So. so we got to get after it and yeah. then make the playoffs and who yeah, knows yeah. what happens from there. Absolutely. All right, McNuggets, any other stories from the uh, from the road trip? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
No, it was a really good time. It was fun. We saw some uh, some UCSS fans out there, so we appreciate good. you guys coming out saying what's up. Very nice. Dollar hot dogs, you cannot beat that. I mean, hell, if you go to the game and get a $10 ticket, 10 hot dogs and 10 sodas, you get all of that for 30, 30 bucks. bucks. I yeah, don't steal. think you could go to a restaurant in America and get 10 hot dogs and 10 sodas for 30 bucks. Look at yeah. you sounding like the USFL food family pack advertising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the FDA. <laughs> Come and eat. And by the way, there's football. Yeah. By the way, get that a hot dog, man. Hey, by the way, hot dogs are much better. Hot, all hot dogs are tremendous at a stadium of any uh, any athletic venue. Why is that? Why is it? Why are the they so smell, much better? The, the mustard, maybe. I, I don't stadium know. mustard. It just is different. I, I mean, I could cook these on my little griddle at home, and they don't hit the same way. I'm yeah, just like, man, that's, you're, 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 that's a fact. It's a, it's a huge fact. I don't like hot dogs, but I do like the yeah, way I'm they not smell a hot dog at either. a game. Yeah, it, it, something I, about them. Maybe it, I, Cracker Jacks. I buy them every time we go to go to the. Probably the only time people eat Cracker Jacks. Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretzel guy at the game for some oh, reason. Just just seeing them all salty, just rotating in a little thing. I got to yeah. get one. Now what, they're what, all nuts, like with nachos. What a cheese cut, though. Press on the cheese cut. Oh, yeah, little dip, yeah, break, snap and dip. Okay, uh, we've got a great topic. First of all, we've got a, a packed show. We're going to do Browns. We're going to do NBA Game 5 tonight. Season's over. Uh, we're going to do Guardians, who are on a major roll. They've won six of eight. They've won now. They haven't lost a series going back five series. They, mm-hmm. they, uh, they're 4 0 oh, 1 in their last five series. Getting on a roll. Bats are coming to life. Pitching rotation has taken shape. Mm-hmm. And uh, things are looking up. They are really looking up. I don't think any of us here were really ever panicking. Um, you know, we, we expected it would be a slow start to the season with McKenzie being on the DL. I was a little concerned about his performance over the weekend. He did not look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave up a couple of home run balls, but I, I, th- I liked his stuff. I thought his stuff looked good, but it, the results were not. Um, so we'll talk about Guardians. We'll talk about a lot of Browns in this in this show, though. And we're going to start with a question that <coughs> I'm really curious to get your answers on. Uh, and Boogie, I know you've got a limited depth of knowledge on the Browns going way back. G. Bush, you, you're in line for this for sure. This 2023 Browns roster has a lot of talent on it. Now, that doesn't mean anything because that and five wins will get you five wins. Right. Uh, we've had a lot of talent the last couple of years, and we couldn't get to 500. This is the most talented Browns roster since 2007. Seven. 2007. 2007. 2007. You had uh, obviously you had that was Joe, Derek Anderson's Derek Andrews. You got Jamal Lewis at running back. You had Joe Thomas, obviously. Eric Steinbach was there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it was Jeff well, Gordon was there too, right? No, no, no. Was Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon wasn't there to, no. the, to the 2012-2013 mm. era. Then that Braylon Edwards was on our team. Who was the big receiver though? Was, Braylon was Edwards. he the leading receiver for the Browns that year? Oh, oh, seven. He had, uh, I believe, he had 17 touchdowns. Wow, 1,200 yards, 17 touchdowns. Year. Kellen Winslow had over a thousand yards. He was at tight end. Um, and you look, I, I think, on defense at, during that time. I think they had uh, was was Sean Rogers on that defense. Was Big Baby on that defense? I don't I know. I can't remember. Those years really blend in for me. Josh Cribs, I didn't live here. Yeah. It, and it, they all just sort of blend into me as bad years with the exception of 07. Josh Cribs was taking kicks back to the crib in a lot. Um, they they had a nice squad that year. That 07 year, I remember like it was yesterday, lost to the Bengals 
And I'm like, they, all they had to do is beat the Bengals on the road. They end up losing to them. They went 11 and five and missed the playoffs, right? I think they were 10 and seven. Oh, 10 no, and seven. 10 and six. Because 10 and six. Sorry, yeah, 10 and six. They went 10 and six. Okay, but they missed the playoffs. Missed the playoffs. Yep. Yep. Correct. And G. Bush on that defense, their leading tacklers that season, just so we are on the same page, was Dequell, Sean Jones, uh, Leon Williams, Eric Wright, Sean Smith, Brodney Poole, Cameron yeah. Wimbley. Sean Rogers was on that team. Okay, Big uh, Baby was on that team. Yeah, I uh, I didn't go back that far. I, I as I was thinking back, I remember the 07 team because I was trying to think of any teams that had um, no. any success. <laughs> um, Tim Couches was it 01 when they made the playoffs, and he was hurt and couldn't play. Was that 01 and Kelly, or 03? Kelly Holcomb played. What year was that? I, I want to say that was 01. Is that 01 or 03? Um, they made the playoffs. But you guys, you guys might, you, you guys might balk at this. But when I saw the question, I'm like, well, it's the most talented Browns roster in three years. Definitely, our mm. 2020 roster was it. Mm. A lot of names on that roster. I mean, when you look at the, when you look at the way that team was built, who was on it, offensive and defense, you had OBJ and Jarvis Landry. Yeah. And I know that the receiver and tight end that you mentioned from the 07 team had a year. That mm -hmm. was it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Kellen Winslow didn't have any sustained success. No. Um, and I, I just think that the 2020 roster has been the most successful team that we've had in Cleveland since the rebirth. Uh, you, you they were one series. They were a fourth and whatever away. Yeah, fourth and fourteen with a backup quarterback to go into the AFC Championship game. Man, I, that, and beating the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. They had they that had, was a team. They had one, and it was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. You can think about it. Think about how talented this is, right? So they had, and this is with Freddie Kitchens, right? Just throw that out there, right? Freddie Kitchens in 2019, Chubb had a thousand yards. Odell Beckham Jr. had a thousand yards. Jarvis Landry had a thousand yards. I can't think of another time where you had that many people getting a thousand yards. Well, the Mack and Biner combo had a thousand at the same time mm -hmm. in the mid eighties, mm -hmm. maybe 86. Yeah, 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 I remember. Uh, and I'm sure they would have had a wide receiver that also hit a thousand yards. That might have been the last time that you had three offensive players crack the, the century or the thousand yard mark. I'm trying to think it's some well, some of them burning years. I think Langhorn and Slaughter might have had a thousand. I had some of them had to. You would think, but I don't know if they had them in the same, same year. Same year is, is so and, and that's that was, a good question. If our audience wants to do some research and let us know, I, I think it, you might have to go back to '86 mm -hmm. when maybe Mac Biner both went over a thousand and probably one wide receiver did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but to you know. Everybody, this is why I, you know, I was slow to dismantle that. Yeah, right. Because I wasn't convinced that we'd gotten the most and all out of it. Yeah. Now I know that they took a huge step back in 2021, mm -hmm. and I understand that. But this 2020 team was legit and was one fourth and 14 stop from going to the AFC Championship game. You know, what's crazy is is and I, I'm I'm objective enough to to say this. You know, we look at Baker what he is today, right? But sometimes in life, um, you could be a victim of circumstances. You could be a, 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 you could be the right person at the wrong time. If you go back and watch, you know, the way he played 2020, and I can understand you got to put yourself in, in, in the shoes of people who, who think a different way. 
to them, they say, well, look, I saw what he could do 2020. I saw what the team was. And huh? you come back to next year. I saw what he was doing the first few games of the year because the next next year he got they, hurt. They come back. They get a rematch with the Chiefs, right? Yep. There was a played lot of close played them very actually they got out to a nice little lead played them close to that. So he gets injured. I believe the Cardinals game. Yep. And they say, listen, if he's if they shut him down and say, now nah, we're going to shut you down. Dog, you done. We'll, we'll come back later. And then they get to a point where he gets to the next year healthy. Who knows? A lot of people say he's on a trajectory where we ready to go. The thing that doomed him was the fact that he was playing injured and he didn't look good and he didn't. He didn't look good and that wore on him and it wore on how he interacted with the fans, the media, everything. There's a lot of pressure. on It him. went sideways. It There's went no sideways very it. quickly. But to your point, you got to give I give credit where credit is due. If you looked at that roster, I could see why a lot of people say that's was that was where we were supposed and, to be and, going. And I'm not by any means am I saying that it's 2020 because of Baker. No, you said sometimes the, the you, it, you get a crazy circumstances where the the you know I believe you said Victor the, Masur, the right you, the right right person, right person is the wrong time. Well, now you could almost flip that and say it was the wrong person quarterback mm -hmm. at the right time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because yeah. they had Nick Chubb they and they had the weapons yeah, and have. the defense was playing. It was the defense was playing then. So I just think that, you know, because the question was roster and when you collect everybody and you look at all 53 now that doesn't mean that this 2023 team won't be more successful. Yes, I just need to see it from them. That's all. So if you think if they had Deshaun on that uh, I don't know. Team, do you think that if we had 2020 Deshaun on that team, it could have been a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Okay. So then you are saying Baker was the wrong person at at the right time. Then. If yeah, I think, flipped if, it from what G. Think, Bush said. If you were able to flip Baker for Deshaun in 2020, and then the Browns would have been able to get over the hump, then you're definitely saying that Baker was the wrong person at the right time. That's that's you know? exactly okay. what I'm saying. Got you. Like now, that doesn't mean that you know some of their success was because of Baker Mayfield. Got you. If you go back and look, people. People, I, I'm still amazed at how quickly Cleveland bulky raced their memory of all good Baker. <laughs> why, I'm amazed yeah, by why that. Why is it that the media can control how fast like a fan base and things flip on a player? It's a great question. From 2020 to 2021, the narrative around Baker changed so quickly. And, and why, why is that? That's why a does great the media question. have that much power? Because I, I don't know. I try to, I try to, you know, study these things. It works the same way. A lot of a lot of what sports is is political in nature, yeah. right? Now, the you say politics, people think everything. Oh, goodness, he about to go to world peace and hunger. Yeah. No, political politics happen like this. Kevin Stefanski is a coach, right? He won coach of the year. He is he just went to the playoffs, just beat the Steelers, right? He feels like in the back of his pocket, he has to get out of jail free card because at the end of the day, any GM. And any coach has the right, we all believe, has the right to draft their quarterback. Sure. Or get what quarterback they want. They, he and Especially they, a guy who's known for working with quarterbacks. They inherited Baker Mayfield. So it's the same way if you're the president, right? You come in, and I'm the new president of this new regime. I get a chance and opportunity to pick my cabinet. I can pick the judges. Heck, I could put up Supreme Court justices. I can change. I can, executive order is one of the strongest things. I'm going to do this because I said so. And so there are going to be changes. That's why they say elections have consequences. Well, in the NFL, losing has consequences. So when you lose, you start looking around at who's the, who's the blame, who is it? Now, cap casualties and casualties of regime changes happen to be 
Now, when things get bad, you could go say, uh, Joe Woods, you're out of here. Mike Prefer, mm, you out of here too. Now, it's getting down to the nitty gritty, and it's now the only two people you can really look at is the quarterback who's facing the franchise and the coach. Now, he's going to go politically and say, well, look, you saw what I did. I'm coaching there. You know I could coach. You know I could get us to playoffs. I just need the right to pick my own people. Baker is saying, well, look, I was injured. I'm telling you, you saw what I could do. It's hard to get a franchise quarterback. In this iteration of politics in the NFL, the coach went out over the player. Well, what's interesting, though, to your question, mm -hmm. public sentiment changed on Baker. Yes. Yeah, that, that was really my, where I was trying to get. I know, I know. More so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because all field your points are good ones, yeah. and they're true. But there was a time that there is just a case flipped. study yeah. on what the hell happened in this market yeah. in the span of 13 months. What happened where Baker, because there were not everybody was a Baker guy when he came in this, mm -hmm. uh, into the fold. Not yeah. everybody was pro Baker, but they got real quiet when he took them to the playoffs and they beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs. And a lot of them were converts. A lot of them said, okay, this dude's the guy. We got factions. There's always factions. There's three. There's three groups. Somebody that's waiting on you to mess up. <laughs> Somebody that's waiting for you to get it done. And the people that's going to support you just because they're the Browns and you're the quarterback, right? So a lot of people, I think what what undone what and this is the truth. This is y'all gonna go back and look at this. The major factions was when the Browns got Odell Beckham Jr. You fell in two different case. You fell in two different spots. You was either Team Baker. Or you was Team Odell. You either was a person that said Odell Beckham should be getting the ball as much as possible, and I think he's an asset to the team. And then there was people that saying Baker Mayfield plays better when he could just be autonomous and throw the ball to whoever he wants. Now those are two competing issues, right? And then you get in the point where the media now, yeah. guess what? You and you writing, you got to take a side. Which one you want? Is it Baker's fault or is it is it Odell's fault? And I think people don't understand how dynamic that was because it went to a thing like when Odell got injured and, and Baker he threw how many touchdowns passes against Cincinnati. It was like four? it was four or five. He had that comeback yeah. after that happened. It was over because then it was sitting there and the media said, okay, well, it's Baker Baker gonna win this one out because look what he did and what he's <laughs> able to do without OBJ. Now there's a faction of people being like, nah, we should be. So you had two people competing two different groups and I think what ended up happening is once Odell was gone now the people that were supporting him to a certain extent was like okay they were anti Baker and you, you got what you wanted yeah so now let's see I think you got it I think you yeah. nailed it so uh, I got a call the day Odell Beckham Jr. signed with Cleveland or that, 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 that it was official that he was coming to Cleveland the call was from a former coordinating producer of mine at ESPN life lifelong Giants fan and really is, is as knowledgeable on the Giants as any fan that I've ever known is about their team. Not just the current, but the past too. And he called me and he's like, Jay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry for what? I hadn't even put together that he was calling me about Odell. I thought, you know, what happened? Why are you sorry? He's like, about the Odell Beckham thing. I'm like, hell, why are you sorry about that, man? I'm doing backflips. He's like, you are today. But as sure as you know me, and you've known me for 20 years, I am, I'm going to tell you how this movie ends. He is going to come into that team. He is going to be filled with drama. There will be one storyline after another, after another. 
and he will leave on bad terms, but not until he tears that locker room to shreds. And I wrote all of it off. I'm like, dude, stop it. You're bitter that he's no longer. He goes, I'm not bitter. I'm celebrating. This is the beginning of my new fandom because I had determined two seasons ago, as long as he's on this roster, we're done. No team is going to succeed with him as the superstar. And if you look at it, when they won the Super Bowl, he wasn't the superstar. Yeah. He wasn't even the top receiver. He was a very nice number two. But I thought, you know, this is sour grapes. Okay. And so I said, all right, man, we'll see. Let's just see how this ends. Let's see how this ends. Well, I got a lot of phone calls during his tenure. I see your boys flashing that watch on the field. How's that working out? He was watching everything. He was reading all the Cleveland papers. He was seeing all the headlines. Every time he would say something that even could be possibly construed as divisive, I got a phone call. There's another straw on the camel's back. There's another straw on the camel's back. And then the tape came out. He goes, this is it. That's the napalm. It's over. They they can't keep him now. He divided that team. He can't be. He's a great player. He's not a good soldier. He can't be a good soldier in the locker room. And I think, to your point, what happened was we were forced to pick. Was it Baker or was it Odell? And I think because the team moved on from Odell, the fan base that was with Odell became loud and proud. Baker's got to go. I think I think it, it, the timeline. See, it, it's always it, it's funny because one of the things that people have told me from inside the locker room was they love him. They, so yeah, when you got it, because yeah, so, I'm sitting because I know they him, love him. I know him personally. You know, they we work him. out together in L.A. We got the same trainer and things like that. So that's not the. The guy I know. So Who are you I, talking about? Odell or Baker? O- Odell. Okay. They yeah. love him. They they just ten people that sent him off to the, like they when when they said they were releasing him, there were people visibly upset, right? Like players. Like yeah. so, what happens is when you got a person of that stature, right, and that person is let go, it's just it's just it's human nature, right? There's also part of the timeline if you go back and look at it. Now, I mean, here's the thing. Right now, we just getting historical stuff out. I, we, we're not talking about whether you thought Odell or we just get we just put the timeline out here. So you already know, like I'm like, okay, well, cool. I, I, I was an Odell guy, but at the end of the day, I'm just telling tell you what the timeline was. So after this happens and Baker plays well, right? The Baker people, they stepped up and said, look how well he's playing without Odell. Yeah, out of his shadow. Out of out it. of his shadow, right? And that took off. So the media was like, maybe you're right. Maybe you are right. He's playing. He's doing his thing. We can't hate on that right now, right? Odell gets injured. He doesn't have his there the rest of the season. So now the next season happens. Baker is is riding high. The Browns got a lot of expectations. They making moves. They go get clowny. Now it looks like Odell's going to be back in the game. And then it starts with when is he going to play? He didn't play first game. He played second game. I think he came back and eventually played his first game sometime during that season um, after I think it was his third or fourth game. And then there was obviously this disconnect because there was sometimes he was open. There was sometimes he wasn't open. 
Um, there were some times where Baker would try to force it to him. Sometimes he wasn't open and he throw the ball and it just wouldn't. Sometimes he just missed him. Being you know, and and that, that, that's a good point to bring up because for, for context here, we talk about right guy, wrong time, wrong guy, right time. I think the fact of the matter is Odell's skill set and what he does did not work with what Baker's skill set is and what he does. Yep. Baker's a small quarterback. He's got to throw to spots. Yep. He's not a guy like Peyton who yep. can oversee everything and see when receivers break routes and follow them. Baker can't do that. He's too short. That's why they were getting him out of the pocket so he could his vision would be better. Well, the problem was Odell is Mr. Freelance. And that's fine if you've got a quarterback that's bigger and likes to look for guys breaking off their routes. Baker was not that that guy. So I don't think it was ever a matter of, there's no question Odell's the better player. There was, I don't think there was ever, even here, I don't think there was ever that debate. No. Odell was clearly the more accomplished and the better player. The problem was when you put the two of them together, they just didn't work. Because one style was counterproductive to the other. Odell was breaking routes and freelancing, and of course he was open. Yeah. But he wasn't where he was supposed to be, and Baker's a spot thrower. So because of that, Baker Baker's not even looking at him. He's not. He's off his radar because Baker's looking for a spot, and he's not there. So he must not be open. And the crazy thing about it, Boogie, it, it all played <laughs> out the way it was when you get down to, all right, what happened in the timeline after – they release him. He goes to L.A. and they win the Super Bowl. So guess what? Yes, it's, yes, it's the perfect storm. It yeah. was the perfect storm. He goes and wins the Super Bowl, and that gave validation yeah. to everybody that said Odell was a great. It, yeah. it was just a system fit. He wasn't a good fit for a quarterback that doesn't look for receivers breaking off routes. Now you know would be a fun thing to know. Well, they, we'll how would he team Deshaun. up with Deshaun Watson? Ooh. Or how will Mike Evans? Do with Baker Mayfield this year. Exactly. A guy that's had a thousand yards every, every nine year. seasons. So if Mike with Evans different quarterback. If Mike Evans doesn't have a thousand yard season, well now will also you, will you you get what I'm saying? Will no, it then because become, here's why. How old's Mike Evans? You know, he does it he, do, he did it last year. But at some point, particularly with receivers right. and it's it, around it, thirty, right. there's a huge drop in production. Got, and so always, it's not like it's a apples to apples case gotcha. because and last year he had Tom Brady. So you're going from the goat to so, ba- a goat, Baker, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see. Look, we saw times last year where Baker Mayfield, who you know, joined the Rams 48 hours earlier and yeah. didn't even know the playbook, and on a primetime game, game looked like there. he was Dan Marino. Yeah. And then the very next week, you're like, yeah, that there he is again. Yeah. Two picks, 200 yards passing. That isn't going to be it. I just always found it strange. You know, wide receiver is the most dependent position on the football field, why they were always pitting the receiver versus the quarterback uh, against each other. I never never understood that why it was even, if it was Baker Mayfield playing with that's his receiver. They're supposed to be playing together. One is not going to succeed it didn't happen without yet. the other. Yeah, it didn't and happen. I never understood why it was either Team Baker or Team Odell. If you're a Browns fan or a Brown friendly I media, the media, I think you, the you media push, may have done that part of it. You need to push yeah, yeah. positivity and push like them the together, was pitting but why divide them? Be, be, because you, you got to so there's this thing, and I always believe. Hey, McNuggets, uh, you, you got to read real quick before I get into this. Yeah, I, actually, I got a question for Boogie on expectations when a, a roster is super talented. So you go into your thing, then come back to me. I'll okay. ask Boogie my question. Um, so, so I, I think one thing in our town is because it, 
because we have not traditionally had really big name players because we've traditionally not been a destination for free agents because traditionally we haven't had a mu much success. We almost aren't used to big names. If you listen to anybody in Cleveland, when they saw about big names like Donovan Mitchell talk about getting guys like OBJ, usually when they're there, they don't have, they don't, they're not embraced as much as regular players that came up through our systems that we were homegrown because there was this thing where you almost, you, you almost expected that person doesn't want to be here or why would they want to be here? They're not one of us. And, and we kind of closed the gates around our teams and say, we can't do it like that team, big city teams. We got to do it this way to do it this way. You got to be hardworking. You got to be, you know, intelligent. You got to be a hard nosed. You got to be, I like you to hand the ball back to the referee. Those are just, those are just, just traits of not only just here, but in the state of Ohio, Ohio is a very uh, conservative place like it's not it's not not conservative in terms of politics but conservative in terms of um, you know Bible Belt uh, you know really homegrown family values hell even in terms of politics politics it's a red, state. It's a red well that's so, not fair to the players well no, it's, it's not, it's not. I'm just what? keeping it down if I was a, that's not fair but to, I also and we haven't we haven't touched on this yeah. yet but also to ignore the elephant in the room and say that race wasn't a part of this either would be naive yeah. it, it, like race very much became a division and, and I had somebody tell me who's a longtime professional athlete said once race enters your locker room. It's over and 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 I will tell you this. Yeah, that is kind of I fact. have seen it happen on one other that account. Is, that is facts where, that. where race entered the locker room yeah. and if it wasn't for the head coach who stepped in and navigated it like an absolute pro that he is that situation did go sideways for a bit, but he controlled it here. It festered, yeah. and, and it did divide the locker room. And, and gee, I think you know this too. It did. There was one thousand percent a race faction inside that Browns locker room, just and as, in the fan base. Just the same way. And it's so funny because the chickens always come home to roost, right? The pendulum always swings, right? So the pendulum swung way this way, but now the pendulum is back going this way. Now you have Deshaun Watson, and some of the same different things that we're talking about happened with Baker Mayfield are in play for Deshaun Watson. Some people wasn't no, never going to like Baker Mayfield, no matter what he did. <coughs> Some people ain't really going to like Deshaun Watson, no matter how he moves, because he has another set of different things on that. So even when we watch this season in context of what we see, how did you get here? What the thought process is? Always remember, there is 25% of the people that you always got to prove it to every year. And gotcha. if you, the second you don't, they're going to let they're you know. They're waiting for you. They're waiting for you, yeah. dog. And so whatever, at all costs, They've got to keep any kind of race issue, and I'm, I don't yeah. think that that's going to be the case with Deshaun. I don't. I do think the baggage you talk about, the split that you oh. talk about, was morality based. Yeah, yeah. There were people that wanted to look at Deshaun, and, and they they tried, convicted him, and they've written him off forever. And then there's others that are saying, "No, come on, give him a chance." And I hope that divide, as long as he plays well, this that, is the remember, thing. Remember, winning, winning takes care of everything. All that stuff. I was going to say, if he everything. wins the Super Bowl, yeah. When, when, Odell, yeah. when, when the Browns went to the playoffs, yeah. they had Odell and they had Baker and there was no division. Why? They were winning. But as soon as things start to pile losses, then all of a sudden those warts become mountains and you can't overcome Everybody, it. I had the same feeling as you when them beer coolers open against the Jets. Remember when? Oh, it's when, we're when, back. When Baker, we're ba I was there when, that night. I, I, I remember I, walking I, out saying, "This is the first time I've been proud to be a Browns fan in 20 years." By the way, it's so it's palpable. I just got chills just thinking about it. Think about that. Were, were you there? Did you, did you go? I, no, I was. I was when at I was, the house. The walk out of that stadium was unlike just about anything else that I've ever experienced as a fan. It was, you know, midnight. 
there were 60,000 people that were high on life. Philly special. It was <laughs> unbelievable, the feeling. It and, was crazy. You know, it, was, it was like, oh, my God, we finally won. It was the, crazy. The, the monkey is off the back. Baker had been put in over Jacoby. Yeah. Or, no, yeah, yeah Jacoby. It was, was Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. Ty, 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 Tyrod Taylor was starting. Tyrod Taylor, this was his team. And then all of a sudden, Baker comes in because I think he got injured, a concussion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And once Tyrod went out, Baker comes in and boom, 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 touchdown before half. And then the second half, it's much of the same. The defense kicks it in. And all of a sudden, everybody was like, this is the dude. This was the number one draft pick that we thought we drafted. We finally got the win. There was a thing here for Bud Light. They had coolers that were locked up, and they weren't going to open them until they finally won a game. And well, how long it had been? 31 games. Wow. Yeah. 30. I mean, we had an 0-16 and a 1-15 wow. back-to-back. That's and tough. when they won on that Thursday night against the Jets, the, the feeling around here was unbelievable. That's why I say there's a real 30-for-30 30 30 on what the hell happened yeah. from that night <laughs> to the night it all ended. There it is. You know? It'll come out, too. It's a hell of a story. Yeah, yeah. And there are, there's, it's, 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 it's a twisted story, too. Go ahead. I got a question for Boogie, and then we'll put a, a bow on this topic, move to our second Browns topic before we talk a little basketball and Guardians. And this question is brought to us by Boogie's League, the USFL. You can check out Boogie and the Pittsburgh yeah. Maulers one last time down in Canton next week. Hopefully not the last time, but at least one more time as they take on the New Jersey Generals for a chance to play in the USFL playoffs. You can get all USFL tickets at USFL.com. Boogie, we talked about the talent on this roster and how this is one of the more talented Browns teams of at least the last couple of decades, if not the most <laughs> talented. Going back to your playing days, San Jose State, Pittsburgh, even with a little bit uh, of your tour with the Rams, how does having the, that high of preseason expectations and knowing this roster or the roster you're on is that talented affect how you go through training camp practices and the mental side of things as you guys prepare for an upcoming season? Uh, it can be physically and mentally taxing because – when you're at the top of the top, you know you're going to get everybody's best. You know, there's certain teams that can catch people by surprise because there are no expectations. But when you're labeled like one of the playoff teams or expected to be great that year, you're going to get everybody's best every Sunday. You can't take no Sunday off. So that takes your, um, that changes your mindset during training camp. You have to um, practice very hard and work very hard because any given Sunday you can lose because the team's going to be tr- coming for your throat. So it's just a mindset and a mentality thing. But – um, I'm, I like to have the target on my back. I like to be the guy that people are coming after because cause why not? That's why we play this game. We're what about when things go sideways? What does that do to the morale of a locker room? How, how can that affect things? Because the one thing that we saw in Cleveland was there were high expectations but yeah. low productivity. And, be, be, you know, look, there was more strife in the 6-10 and 10 2021 Browns than there was in the 0-16 season. Because expectations were up here and productivity was here. When we were 0 16, that's what the expectations were. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. be terrible. I would say that goes back to the guys in the locker room, the leadership in the locker room, how close the team is, because everything's not gonna go perfect. But if you tuck your tail after a loss or two, then that just goes back to show that the team was never really tight because things are gonna go sideways. So internal leadership can save it from going sideways? Definitely. I, I would say so. Yeah. Because um I would say, speaking back to the Pittsburgh Marlins this year, we've had a lot of very close, one-score, tough losses, but we have a very strong leadership that can rally the troops and let guys know we have to get back to work and let's not pick our heads. Players or coaches when you say leadership? Oh, definitely, definitely players, you know, because we're the ones playing. Who are the leaders? Are you among the leaders on the team? Yeah, I'm a captain on our team. Um, 
Are I, you a vocal leader? Uh, when I have to. I'm more of a lead by example guy, but we have two vocal leaders on our team that'll stand up and get guys riled up and so things like that. So when you like do that, stand up and say something, it means a little. Mean it a it lot means more. a little more just because yeah. I'm not always talking in the sense of let's go rah rah rah, getting guys motivated and things like that. But it's definitely, I would say, the players. You know what? So I play defensive line. You uh -huh. play D line, and one of the things that I've I've noticed on on good teams and bad teams. On good teams, it seems like the offense and the defense is they, we, we one squad, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We we don't delineate between O and D. Like, it's just like if, if a turnover happens, we're like, yo, it's, yeah. let's, it's, it's sudden change. We got to go back and get the ball back. We're going to hold them to three, right? And it, it ain't – but when you play with on a bad team yeah. and you can't you, – you holding people to six points, seven points, maybe yeah, ten I've, points. I've seen it, <laughs> yeah. And the quarterback can't hit the broad side of a yeah. barn. He didn't. He didn't throw three picks. Y'all got three turnovers, but he gave them right back to him. You lose a game where you only get three field goals. How do you? How do you stop it from splitting? Because it, the first thing that happens yeah. is, do you have that meeting? Yes, they'd be like, "Hey, we got to do it ourselves, defense. We, we got to start. We got to pitch a shutout. <laughs> we pitch a shutout. Yeah. Let me tell you that um, <laughs> it's crazy because that's kind of how our season. That's kind of how. The Pittsburgh Marlins season is is this year. You know, it's a very fine line before before it comes divisive in the locker room. Yeah. And I'll go back to the leadership on the team, the the relationships you have with the team. We're a very tight knit group. Um, our offense has struggled a lot this year, uh, but it's the defense job. To, you know, hold it down, hold down the fort so they get going. And right. We love those guys. We know they're working hard. It's not because they're not trying. Right. right. Things are just not clicking. So just depending on the relationship, I'll never go disrespect my quarterback because outside of this, that's my boy. You, you get what I'm saying? And I know how much it means to him and to the team. So it just depends how tight your team is and that personal relationship a D tackle would have with a running back or right. a corner has with a receiver that they know they'll get, the, uh, I, get it going. When I worked in Tampa, there was two teams on the Buccaneers. Yeah. There was the defense, which had four Hall of Famers. Yeah. Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, John Lynch, Ronde Barber. And every, I, I still don't And, that, and I didn't Simeon Rice. Well, that's yeah, at I told every you, level. That's, so, that's okay, at that's, every you level got him in the defense. front, you got him in the middle. That's, you my, got favorite, that's my favorite team. Warren Sapp that's is my favorite stupid. player growing yeah, up. I remember you told me that. That's when I got into watching football. So, so, I'll tell you one of the things that happened when Tony was there yeah. was there was a real divide. The defense was leading the way. They would win games 9-3. to Yeah. They would... You know, when they lost, it was 12 to 7. Right. And there were times when you would hear guys on the defense yell out loud for everybody to hear, offense has to pick it up. Offense has to do their job. And there was a divide. Yeah. And what happened was, eventually management felt like Tony wasn't going to be able to get that team yeah. over the hump. He was fired. John Gruden came ah, in. John Gruden had offense. Yeah. John and, and the defense. Monty Kiffin stayed as the coordinator, and the defense was pretty much an autopilot. It was Tony Dungy's defense, the cover two, Man. and the pieces were all there. Gruden came in, infused life into yeah. that offense. Keyshawn Johnson suddenly yeah. became a big player in that in that system, and they won a Super Bowl. They finally won a Super Bowl, but so, that crew should have yeah. won three or four. I was so two, happy two for things, Tony. Yeah. I was so happy. I for was Tony too. I wish it would have been yeah. Tony Super Bowl. Yeah. Now the next year. He won one in Indy, yeah. and that so made me probably. Yeah. I was the biggest Tony Dungy fan on the planet. I to this day, I will say nothing wrong with Tony Dungy's coaching style. He is absolutely one of the best yeah. I've ever seen. But one of the things he couldn't control yeah. on that team was the real divide between the offense and defense, and it did split them. Yeah. You said two, two, two things, things to, to that point. You know, I'd be lying if I sat here, you know, on the sideline. You don't. 
the, the emotions of the game. You don't sure. get, you don't get frustrated Especially because, in the heat of because it. in the heat of it, anybody would, you know, you yell things like offense, pick it up yep. and you get frustrated and things like that. There's a line you don't cross and say certain things. I don't know exactly what you heard. If you heard more personal things like never that. got personal. It was okay. always for the group itself. Yeah, that, that happens. I feel like, it, I feel nice. like in any sports that, hard. that that happens because it's hard. To, yeah. One person out. If you point one person yeah. out, then you're going to have an issue because they're going to be like, come on, bro, yeah. you can pull me aside on that. We're we trying to win yeah, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. And then the second thing, a team's going to take the morale of their head coach. So if the head coach is being divisive, because I've seen a head coach, you could be in team meetings and he can put one side of the ball on a pedestal as opposed to the other side. Then it enables then, the players to do it. Then it enables the too. players to sure. do it. Because the right. player's not going to do something. For the, the record, Tony not was do not that a coach won't allow. Right. But not speaking on Tony Dungy, saying right. he did that. But I've seen other coaches well, if you play like the defense or if you play like yeah. the offense, then we would be such and such as opposed to we all need to do better. Yeah. So it is. A, it's got to yeah. be an us. Yeah. If it's a us and them, yeah. we and you, it, it's never going to work. Absolutely. And when they finally got it together, Gruden came in. Now his attitude and, and his style burned fast and yeah. hot and yes. it didn't last long. Yeah, but he was the rah-rah infusion of energy offensive spark that they needed to finally get that. He was the right coach at the, at right, the time. right time. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Um, this is a fascinating question. I guess it comes from a viewer. This we're told that the offense this year is going to be pass heavy and they're going to sling it all over the place yeah. and the run game is going to be deprioritized, at least from where it has been in seasons past. Question for you guys. Who has more yards at the end of the season? Nick Chubb or whoever's going to lead this team in receiving yards? That's easy for me. <laughs> I'm going with what I've seen every year and I'm going Nick Chubb, Mr. Yeah. Consistent. Why would I? lean on something new when I have something already right here. You know, I'm, it's so proven, I'm going, it's right? proven. I'm going with Nick Chubb because no matter the circumstances, Nick Chubb shows up. He's available. He's reliable. No matter who's blocking for him, he's productive. So I'm going with Nick Chubb as opposed to hoping and wishing that somebody steps up and have more yards than him as opposed to, yeah, you already know what you're going to get. What do you got? Book it. Nick Chubb is going to have the best, best year of his career this year. Not only is he going to have the best year of his career this year, He's going to average the most yards per carry he's ever averaged. He's going to get the most touchdowns he's ever had, and he's going to lead the league in rushing. He is at some points late in the season, probably week 12 or 13, maybe on pace for a 2,000-yard season. You say, G. Bush, here you go with the Kool-Aid again. <laughs> Knee jerks. And you just said David Njoku going to have 1,000. Elijah Moore is, is all, all uh, Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. You, you love what Amari Cooper is going. You said they're going to throw the ball. How is Nick Chubb going to get that many yards? Well, I'm going to break it down to you. You see, now it's a numbers game. See, running the football is as easy as counting the 1 through 11. How many of those 11 people is in the line of scrimmage at the box, right? And before, we talked about the differences of quarterbacks. See, now you have multiple threats where defensive linemen and coordinators have to really figure out what you're going to do because there's always a threat of Deshaun Watson running. There's always a threat that they can run read option with that. There's now multiple threats where you got guys underneath, you got good route runners, and when you're going three wide receivers and you got an offensive line that is really an elite offensive line running the football, guess what happens when you have to take a, a linebacker off the field and bring in a nickel guy? Guess what? Now that nickel guy is in the run game. I love to see that if I'm Nick Chubb. Instead of eight guys in a box, instead of seven guys in a box, you count one, two, five guys in a box. So even on passing downs, third and five, don't be surprised if you see Nick Chubb with the football in his hands because guess what? 
So on third box. and five, it's a light box. It's a light box, yeah. Boogie. Yeah. You already know, yeah. and, and they counting on us up yeah. there to two gap this yeah. thing. Absolutely. So I gotta, I gotta read run to the quarterback. Guess what? That ain't gonna work. Nick Chubb gonna be. There's lots of times Nick Chubb gonna be had the ball and get 12, 13 yards, and you wondering where is the safety at? Well, the safety over the top, which he better be. That is the great thing about offense. You're gonna have to pick something. A great coordinator always makes you pick something. Either you're going to take away this or we're going to keep coming back to this every play until you stop it. And I think Nick Chubb is going to have a lot of games where it's going to be light work. He's going to get the ball and he's going to just be touching the rock and ain't nobody going to be around because of the way the offense is going to be able to set up and be open. Who are you now, rocking with, Jay? I agree with both you guys. Uh-oh. The answer is going to be Nick Chubb. Okay. I'm enthusiastic, a little less enthusiastic than you, and here's why. I said the same thing before the 2020 season. I did too. And before the 2021 season, who are they going to pick? Landry and Beckham? Yeah. Or Chubb? Right. And unfortunately, it, that didn't materialize. Now, what changed? Deshaun Watson changed. Yeah. To your point, if he is successful throwing the football early in the season and he can still run the ball yeah. as an option, everything you just said is factually correct and. He's already come out and said he is dedicating the rest of his career to number 32. When I read that Friday, I said, or maybe Saturday, I said, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. He's a man of few words, Boogie. Yeah. He doesn't say much, we're but when he Deshaun, says something. We're speaking of Deshaun. Oh, we're, we're talking about Chuck. Chuck. Gotcha. He doesn't say much, but when he does, the ground shakes because he's a man of few words. Yeah. He just lets his play do the talking. He never, you'll never hear him pop off and say, I'm not getting the ball enough. You'll never hear him criticize a teammate. If you had 53 of him, you have a Super Bowl champion every year. His attitude, his work ethic, and his skill set are all tens. He's the perfect player. If he stays healthy, I think you're absolutely right. Because there's so many other options, he's going to be ridiculous running the ball. He's going to have perhaps the highest yard per carriage average he's ever had. I don't know about the 2,000 yard season. I'd love to see on it. On pace. Week 12. He did say pace. on pace. I don't, I don't know I'd, if he I'd, gets I'd, it. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see him lead the league in rushing. But when I read Nick Chubb <coughs> say that I'm dedicating the rest of my career to Jim Brown, that moved my meter. Yeah. Because he's already, in my book, the center of this team. I was a little disappointed when they just came all out and said, okay, we're done with the run. Now we're going to throw it. You know, they never really said that, but those that know what they're doing with this offense are are saying it. They're going to throw this ball 30 times a game. That's what they're going to do. As defensive linemen, if they do that, they're bailing us out, and we love it. Boogie knows. You you know how. Sometimes, have you ever been at the line of scrimmage, and they they throwing the ball good on you? Yeah. But as a D lineman, you're not really – Worried about that as long as your guys is keeping anything in front of them. Absolutely. And take another snap. You feel good about it. And it gives you another opportunity. They throwing a like that means I can get to the quarterback. Yeah. I can. That's how I get paid. But when a team is lining up and they running the ball at you, it's demoralized. It's, 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 it's different. It's demoralized. That takes your soul. It's different. It, and, 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 and it's just soul. slow. And just don't let them be getting five, six yards a pop. And every time it's second down, it's second and three. You know it's right. You can't do nothing. nothing. You know what's crazy? You can't bro? do yeah, I, you were a Browns fan then, so I don't know if you remember this game, but when they played the Atlanta Falcons, a team with yeah. far less talent than, yeah. than the Browns had, Browns should have walked over them. There was a 
two ba- two series in a row. Was it 14 straight carries? 14 straight carries. 12. And, 12 and, or 14. And every carry was like for eight yards, 14 yards, 13 yards, 11 yards, 12 six carries, yards. They averaged 7.3 yards per carry. That's Boogie. just them lining yards. up against you saying you can't stop us and that's a D-line. That- and they weren't even masking it. They weren't hiding what they were doing. They, you know what they were saying? Yeah. It was the pitcher that keeps throwing the outside curveball and the yeah. guy keeps swinging and missing. That's all you're going to see until it you prove crazy. you can As hit it. As a D-line, you know when a run's coming because the center comes up. He makes the, he makes <laughs> he the makes same the call. Sure. He tells you, we're going to take you to the linebacker. <laughs> I want you to fan out this way and you block these two and we're hitting this gap and you know it's coming. And they did it and they did it yeah, and they yeah, did it. That. It was like a bad movie that just got, I felt like I was watching Groundhog Day. Yeah. I love I'm it. like, guys, yeah. we, we've got, and, and meantime, the defensive coordinator is doing nothing to Life, change it. Lifeless. Not adding lifeless. players yeah. to the box, but same Base four yeah. three boring no blitz everything standard defense. You know sometimes the D- DCs get getting their feelings and their egos get hurt. They just think like you're not finna keep doing this to us. Oh, he did it. Hurt. They did it. And by, by the way, they did it with their leading running back out of the game. Yeah, was they the were back, doing was it with the backup running back yeah. or Thurston running back. They, they were doing it with? one of the one of the running backs was one of them was a special teams yeah, guy who got yeah. more carries that drive than yeah. he had in any yep. game. Yep. The rest of the yeah. Well, he was on practice squad most of the year. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, hey, water boy, get over here. Yeah. Carry it eight times in a row and get 60 yards. Yep, it was that. nuts, man. I totally agree with all you guys that the answer to this question is Nick Chubb. Can I present the case of how a receiver could end up with more receiving yards? Sure, because, yeah, there, there's a scenario. Just for, for the, the sake, sake of here. argument, here we go. Yeah, Nuggets, what yeah you got? So, and, and I agree. I do think Nick Chubb's the right answer, but. He's proven. <laughs> and he's proven, yeah. So let's just, in a hypothetical world, Deshaun Watson comes back, and he is 2020 Deshaun Watson in Houston, if not even better. They're throwing the ball 30, 35 times a game, and they're scoring at will because they have so many different options on the outside. Cooper, right. Moore, DPJ, Tillman, and Joku, all these different weapons. I think there's a scenario where, in a perfect world, Chubb's getting 16, 17 carries a game. But there's also a world where the Browns are flat-out crushing teams because their defense is only allowing 13 to 20 points per game. Offensively, they're scoring 28 to 35 with all the firepower. And in the fourth quarter, when we're looking at scores where we think, oh, they're going to give Nick Chubb seven, eight carries to wind the clock down. Well, they're up 21, 23 points already, and they're giving some other guys carries to save Nick Chubb's legs. So in that scenario. So you think they're going to be boat racing all these teams? No, I'm just presenting this scenario to how I think there's a path for a receiver to end up with more receiving yards. Man, you stole G. Bush's Kool-Aid on this one. I I think Nick Chubb's the answer. I'm just presenting you the case as to how this would happen. Yeah, but I mean, look, the NFL is not a league of blowouts. (laughs) My counter argument to that is, even if everything you say is true, the offense is clicking, they're up 21 points. You lost me when you say you sub him out. I think that's when you hand him the ball and just ground and pound and run out the clock. That that would be. Are my, you risk? Are you risking a potential injury up 21 with Nick Chubb? Well, it depends question. on who their backup running back is and how yeah. he's doing. If it's Which Ford, is, I think not, it's going to be Jerome right? Ford, right? That's going right. I mean, is, is that what we're thinking right now? Yeah. Ford. He was. They drafted him last Hunter, yeah, year out of Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, a speed guy. Yeah. He looked great in this preseason. Got very limited work in the regular season, but when he played, he looked very good. Yeah. He's an explosive back that hits the hole fast. He's got high end speed. He could run away from guys. It's not necessarily the kind of guy that you'd like to feed it to 15 times a game and let him ground out clock, but. You know, he's more of a home run hitter gotcha. where I think Nick is a doubles hitter who can hit the home run. Yeah. Now, now, for me, I, mean, I guess I, I look at the receiving core and I just keep looking at it and it's almost like a, it's almost like a presidential race, a race. You look at it and saying, okay, 
some of these people going to take votes away from somebody. Like, right. like if Mari Cooper has 1,160 yards last year, well, listen, we all believe Elijah Moore is going to be well above 800 or uh, uh, if, if it was me, I would hope he would be around 800 or 900 to 1,000. Donovan Peoples-Jones had 800 last year. How many touches is he going to get? David Njoku is, is another guy that could benefit. Yeah, eventually from you're stealing receptions and yards yeah. from one another. Eventually, even if you get to 1,200, Nick Chubb can get to 1,200, basically sleepwalking a little bit. Yeah. If he stays healthy, he's going to get to 1,200. And it's, I, I think it's difficult for any of those receivers to get 1,200 because they just have a better roster at this point. And deeper. So there's yes. so many different, uh, you know, it, I, there's a lot of options this year at wide receiver. So we'll Real see. quick, though, G, to your point, though, last season in totality between Bursette and Deshaun Watson in 17 games, the Browns threw for 3,700 yards. I think we all expect Watson to be throwing around 4,500, if not more. 47, 48. Five. See, I, you guys are being extremely so you're optimistic. Less, but, but okay, so but I'm saying. I'm just geez. saying, give me 4,000. That, that, sure. Like, well, you, if you give me 4,000, we can do something. Sure, but that's still 300 more receiving yards to be dispersed around those guys. Once again, Correct. I think Nick Chubb's the answer. And if, to G's point, 4,700 yards, you were talking about an extra 1,000 yards to be dispersed. If Cooper had 1,200 last year, out of 37, I don't think it's crazy to imagine no, having 13, 14, uh, an extra 200, but that's only, 300 out of. I mean, look, last year the passing game, the last six games of the season was just anemic. Right. I think I think four or five of the six games, I think Deshaun Watson had just one 200-yard-plus passing season, plus passing game. It seems like he was getting 160, 180, 140, 160. Like, he wasn't slinging it all over. Now, granted, there were a lot of things that he was working against. You know, he had, he had, you know, a he had different two games offense. over 200 yards. Okay, so four, so two thirds of his games, he was below 200 yards. You throw for 200 yards 17 times and you're at 3,400 yards. At once, at once upon a time, Deshaun Watson was, was, was mentioned in the upper echelon. Of, Did he have a 5,000 yard season once? If not, he was close. He, he was, he was damn close. I'll tell he you was, right. he mentioned, he was mentioned in the same breath as the great Patrick Mahomes. Now, my thing is, you might not be Mahomes. But my expectation level is yards. Okay. my expectation level is you're going to get back to where you need to go. And to do that, I'm not looking for a top. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 15 quarterback. I'm looking for a top five. I'm looking for seven to five. And that would be 4,800 yards. That's 4,800. That's the going rate right. for that. I tell you, my my expectation was lowered so much by what I saw last year. Yeah. I'm at 4,000. Just give me 4,000. You'd be good. I'm good with 4,000. I'm good with 4,000. <laughs> I would love more. And and do I think he could get 5,000? I do, but I wouldn't bet money on it. And you think no, he has the weapons for 5,000? I'm not sure he does. Because that, that's a lot. 
5,000 is a ton, man. a lot. You've got to have a lot of weapons to get. 5,000 allows you to do that as well. Deep passes. You look what he had. Like, he had guys that, that can move. Like, Brandon Cooks was a deep vertical threat. Um, I'm forgetting. Well, Marquise Goodwin's one of the fastest guys in the league. There you go. Uh, what's, the, what's the guy from Notre Dame? Not Kenny Stills. The other one that, that retired. He was from seven. Um, Jeff Samarja. No. <laughs> By the way, Jeff Samarja made a boatload of money playing football. baseball. He's smart decision. He's easily a fast guy. has dreadlocks. He's a receiver. Oh, for, Chase Claypool. No, that's not him. Uh, On the Browns? No, he played for the Texans. I'm not, I'm obviously not the He retired. Not uh, Will Fuller. Yeah, Will yeah, Fuller. Fuller. Yeah, that's it. So, he had Will Fuller and Cooks. And they threw a lot of deep passes that year. Yeah. I don't know if they have the, particularly those deep threats, but we'll see. What was their record the year that he threw for 4,800? Not good. 412. Okay, so, you know, somebody told me a long time ago to always look at that. You know, there, there are two different kinds of 4,500-yard seasons. <laughs> right. There's the 4,500-yard seasons that that's the reason you're 11-5. and five. Right. Gotcha. And then there's a 4,500-yard season that happens because you're 4-12 and 12 and you're 20 points down Eight. and you're throwing in the fourth quarter, and a lot of those are empty and meaningless yards. Gravy stats. Gravy stats. I like gravy. So I want to see a 4,800-yard season in an 11 and 6 campaign. That means that we're 11. That that those 4,800 yards are the reason we're yeah. 11 and 6. Yes. So I I told you I'm now an official resident of the state of Missouri. <laughs> Everybody's probably thinking that I'm so negative and I'm so I'm just done with buying in when I shouldn't have. I've bought fool's gold so many times. I'm only buying now Once you see when it. the jeweler puts the acid on it and it shows me that the acid isn't penetrating the gold. That's real. I'm buying it now. I'm not buying it on preseason hype. I'm not buying it on we've got this player and that player and this player. I'm now a resident of the show me state. I'm from Missouri. We, we, we'll catch. We'll catch. Show the, me. We'll catch Jade. Now, if they win this year, will you be a little more optimistic going into the next year? Probably because okay. I'm a Cleveland fan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't learn my lesson. I tell you, I always tell people 195 pounds and nothing but scar tissue. That's all I am. At least he's always like, hell yeah. They uh, out. Boogie's got to get up out of here. We got two reads. Are Boogie. we going to have you for sure next week? Like, what if you guys lose and your season's over? Like, this can't be goodbye. I'm not like, ready for like, this to like, be what goodbye. Do you mean, like, I'm like, where does do that? Like, I'm like, McNuggets, what, do he live here? Like, like. Did they kick you out of the campus? Can you just stay in some of nah, them hotels? Nah, so I stay in the apartment. I got my lease, but my thought process was if we didn't win, I was saying y'all can have the apartment. I'm leaving early. I'm out of here. But um, <laughs> you got it. If, if we come. don't win, I will still come do one last show on Monday because I had, yeah because this I, can't be goodbye. Yeah, Wait, yeah, no, on, no, bro. we don't have a show Monday. It's oh Juneteenth. Look no, how she mess with we don't. Too. No Juneteenth show. Bro, it's a technical the holiday. Then this is likely goodbye. Yeah, I just wow. I didn't realize that till you just said next month. That ain't even cool. Next Monday's the nineteenth. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately. So we gotta that's a, we gotta win. We gotta win. Yeah, Go win that damn game. We gotta win. We gotta, we gotta win. Because we ain't Cause saying goodbye. We're just saying we'll see yeah, you next. Yeah. We'll see you. It's and, not and a Boogie. goodbye. It's a see you later. Boogie, yeah. you play yeah. the generals, right? Absolutely. Which is what uh, Darius plays on. That's where Vito plays. Yeah. Vito plays okay. on. He came ball, in. Butterball. Yeah. Would you say? Would you say? See, just say uh, goodbye. See you this later. This ain't a goodbye. It's a see yeah, you later. See you, later. You, you know how many girls I've told that. <laughs> <laughs> You know how Jay, many times no, we, I was told that? You know, Jay, how we times, not, we, you know how many times that was slid under yeah, my door? We're not ending with this. You do have a show on Tuesday, though, right? We do have a show Tuesday, yeah. This can't be it. So okay, we'll, so we'll, okay. next Tuesday he can come in. Yes. You're Tuesday not here on Tuesday. Are you here? Um, I'm see, not. See, I'm not. But see, I'll, so, 
I'll be in the building, so I'll see you next Tuesday. Okay. Because I'll, I'll be in the building. Hey, okay. bro, this sounds. <laughs> this sound, sound like a crazy breakup no, on no, live this, TV. This, like, yeah, this, no. This sound this like a crazy breakup right now. Like, you sound like a college girlfriend. <laughs> don't go, Boogie. Don't this, go. This can't be. A, you know I ain't going to visit you. Tell you all about it when I see you again. No, it's not goodbye, but. So we'll see you next week. Yes. He can come in next Tuesday for sure. Uh, yeah. but, but you know what? But I think this is all for nothing because you're going to win. Come through, he's got to see. Yeah, and, that, that's the rule, and you guys so. are going to keep winning. We're going to win, so this is. Yeah, it's, none of that matters. Um, thanks for coming in today. Got you. And we will see you next Tuesday for sure. Absolutely. Because there's no way we're doing goodbye right now. I'm not awesome. ready for that. Can we put I'm together? Not ready if for it that is either, the last so one, we put together a montage. Yeah, we should. We'll do, we we'll have do, it. Yeah. Put yeah. the boys to men. It's so yeah. hard to say goodbye underneath it. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it work. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll make it work. So, all right, Boogie. Safe travels back to Canton. Good luck Appreciate next Saturday y'all. against the Generals. Yes, I know Darius Vito's our guy, too, but he's not our guy guy. You're Who's guy. sliding in? Earl? Earl's going to slide in. I got okay. a couple reads. We're going to talk Guardians. Okay. So, let me get my Let's reads in, and uh, then we will continue with the show. But we did a YouTube chat based on the Nick Chubb carries, and you guys can start unhooking Boogie here. What were the Earl results in. there? So we asked the chat, how many carries do you think Nick Chubb will get this season? Yeah. And before I tell you the answer, I have to tell you who brings us that question, and it is our dear friends over at PCC Air Force. If you're looking for a job with career benefits and great career advancement opportunities, well, PCC Air Force is the leading manufacturer for those in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Air Force at Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. We put this up 16 minutes ago. We have over 238 votes. The options, over 20 carries, under 20 carries a game. Oh, and the under. answer, 75% said under 25. Yeah, so it, 25, under 25, under 20. Under 20, under 20. It will be 75% it, I mean, under yeah, yeah. 20. His usage rate has never been over 20 carries a game. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Their analytics so. say he can only have 17 and then he turns into a China doll. Yeah, or he just. He's, he's the toughest, strongest, most durable looking running back in the league, but other than maybe Derrick Henry. What's up, brother? But what's going on, Earl? Good to see you, brother. And before, <coughs> we get, before we officially bring Earl on, and here's the PCC slide, there's the USFL slide. I only have two hands and I got three things I got to look know, at. Man. And carry. I know, man. I'm not an octopus back here. There's LCC. They're not with us anymore. There's Colleague. It's the lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, and that means we are brought to you by Colleague Companies Championship July 12th through the 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club. Check them out. Your favorite golfers, free concerts, Earl. free admission for kids. It's going to be a blast. You can learn more at colleaguegolf.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.